Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The message for this day, the ninth Sunday after Pentecost, rises up out of that gospel reading read just now from Matthew chapter 14. Please be seated. So for the preaching of the sermon, uh, face mask is removed just to give a little bit better visibility and um, hearing. Mom, Dad, there's nothing to eat. (laughs) How many times have you heard that from your kids while they're rifling through refrigerator and cupboard on some food foraging mission in the kitchen, right? And how many times did we ourselves say that to our parents when we were growing up? And the usual answer that comes from mom and dad goes something like this. There is plenty of food in this house to eat. Comes the muffled reply from the disgruntled person in the kitchen. Sound familiar? Right? More often than not, there really is plenty of food to eat that's right under our nose. It might not be exactly what we were wanting, and it might not be exactly what we were looking for, but there is food as right there, if we're willing to accept it. And that's where the problem lies, because we're not sure we are willing to accept it, because it's not what we were looking for. And this helps to set the stage for today's gospel lesson, as Jesus feeds the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish. Jesus' words to his disciples become the theme for the message today, you give them something to eat. May the Lord's rich and abundant blessing rest upon the preaching, the hearing, and the living of his word for Jesus' sake. So over the course of this year, we are making our way through Matthew's gospel. We use what is called the three-year lectionary system for scripture lessons in worship. And over the course of three years, there are three different gospel lessons, or rather gospels, that serve as the primary focus. Year A, where we are now, follows Matthew's gospel. Year B follows Mark's gospel. Year C follows Luke's gospel. And John's gospel is sort of interspersed throughout. So over the course of a three-year period, we really get through the bulk of the Word of God found in Holy Scripture. So today's gospel lesson from Matthew immediately follows the account of John the Baptist's beheading by Herod, speaking truth to power then and now can come at a very high price. And having been informed of John's grisly death, Jesus now understandably seeks to pull back, just come away from the busyness of life, perhaps to mourn and grieve in peace and quiet. But it is not to be. 
The crowds figure out where Jesus is heading in that boat across the Sea of Galilee and they run around on the land to get to where he's going before he himself actually gets there. And there they are waiting for him. I don't know about you, but under these circumstances, I don't think I would have welcomed all of those people who were waiting there on the shore. I could see myself becoming frustrated, resentful about my away time being taken away. But thankfully, Jesus responded differently than I would have. Instead of being resentful or frustrated, we read that Jesus had compassion on them and healed their sick. And that's who Jesus is, full of compassion and mercy and healing, just like the psalm for today tells us. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. And that is the recurring refrain in each of the verses of Psalm 136. We read just the portion of it. Go home and read the whole of Psalm 136, where we are reminded over and over again for his steadfast love endures forever. Jesus' compassion and mercy now go out to empty stomachs. You know how it is. As afternoon gives way to evening, the cry goes up, what's for dinner? <laughs> and the crowd who came to Jesus was now hungry. And when people get hungry, they get hangry. You know that word, right? Combination between the words hungry and angry. It pretty much sums up how we feel when we get hungry. We get irritable, grouchy. We're not at our best. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. That's what the disciples said to Jesus. In other words, <laughs> not our problem. And Jesus' response to his disciples must have absolutely floored them. They need not go away. You give them something to eat. What? <laughs> what are you talking about, Jesus? How in the world could they possibly feed all of these people beyond the five loaves and the two fish which they had on hand they saw only what they did not have. And that's how it often is for you and me as well. We see only what we do not have. We worry about how we're going to get by. We become concerned that we won't have enough. We fret over our limited resources and we forget Jesus' words, his invitation. Bring them here to me. Hmm. Jesus invites us today as he did to his disciples then to bring what we have 
to him, trusting that little is much in the hands of Jesus. The question is, will we bring to Jesus what we see as only small and insignificant so that he might bless them and us? Will we follow Jesus' command so that he might do what seems impossible to us? Little is much in the hands of Jesus. This feeding of the 5,000, as it is often called, is the one miracle of Jesus that is found in all four of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But as the closing verse in today's Gospel lesson tells us, those who were fed through Jesus' multiplication of loaves and fishes were many more than 5,000. And those who ate were about 5,000 men besides women and children. And I have to confess, this verse has always bothered me. Now, according to Middle Eastern custom, then and now to a great degree, women and children would stand or sit separate from the men. Still, why couldn't the Gospel writers record how many people in total were there? Didn't the women and children matter? Or was it just because the men ate so much more than anybody else? <laughs> well, getting an accurate head count at a major event can prove challenging, whether it's on the National Mall, downtown D.C., or in the hills surrounding the Sea of Galilee. Regardless of how many people were fed, we are told all ate and were satisfied. Everybody had plenty to eat. Nobody went away hungry. And this points us to that beautiful psalm that is part of the table blessing found in Luther's small catechism from Psalm 145. The eyes of all look to you, O Lord, and you give to them their food in due season. You open your hand and you satisfy the desire of every living thing. We worship and serve a God of abundance, not a God of scarcity. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. And then comes the cleanup after the feeding of all those people. Good stewardship means that nothing goes to waste. It's a terrible thing to see food wasted, isn't it? And we see after the meal is over, they took up 12 baskets full of the broken pieces left over. That's a lot of leftovers. 12 baskets full. And these were not small baskets, but large ones. But then again, 5,000 plus people had been fed. Little is much in the hands of Jesus. 
For us then, today, the takeaway is if the Lord can feed 5,000 plus people with five loaves and two fish, will he not provide for our needs today as well? We live in a time of great uncertainty right now. We sense that. We feel that. And there are all kinds of scenarios out there that can make it hard to sleep at night. What are we to do? This is a call for each one of us, instead of fretting and worrying ourselves sick, to trust that the Lord will indeed provide. And the Lord, whose ways are not our ways and whose thoughts are not our thoughts, invites us to put our trust and our confidence in him. He may well choose to provide for us through means that we would never have imagined in our wildest dreams. And when we are called, like those first disciples, to do what seems unlikely, improbable, even impossible, by human standards and worldly wisdom, we look to Jesus with whom nothing is impossible. You give them something to eat, Jesus said to his disciples. Thanks be to God, Jesus provides not only food for the body, but food for the soul as well. Jesus is our bread of life who died for us that we might live for him. God who did not spare the life of his only begotten son but freely offered him up for us all calls us to trust that he will do what we ask him in faith to do when we pray that Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread, what we need for this day. And when all is said and done, isn't that all any of us has this day? So may our use of this day bring glory to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who fed the 5,000 and may our use of this day serve the needs of our neighbor in Christ's name. May God make it so for Jesus' sake. Amen. And the God of peace himself sanctify you holy. Your spirit, your soul, and your body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Amen. <laughs>